Your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio Battle Lines. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. On Warren Radio Battle Lines broadcast, we feature an in depth biblical study each week. All correspondence and inquiries of the WIBR Warren Radio Network can be sent to us through our contact page on warren-usa.com. Be sure to follow the WIBR Warren Radio on Twitter by using hashtag WatchmanIS216, also hashtag Warren Radio. You can find us on LinkedIn by hashtag Watchman. And you can join us on USA.life or MeWe with hashtag Warn Radio. And the WIBR Warn Radio is on three new social sites, Parlor, Clout Club, and Gab. And you can listen to our shows through the following carriers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, also on Anchor, Deezer, and Podchaser. And you can go to our websites, warren-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com, and there you can also listen and download the shows from there. I want to admonish you to take time to read the pertinent articles by the Watchmen. This week we feature Prophesied, Lawlessness, Mystery of Iniquity. Prophesied lawlessness for the fellowship of truth means that the world will find itself in a time when rebellion finds fulfillment. Everything that has been deemed true and natural is now cast aside. Also, America's last stand of crisis opportunity. America's last stand. What most Americans see as a crisis, these enemies of the state see it as an opportunity. For the uneducated in destroying any society, the reality comes at you quickly. And now I invite the watchmen. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. 
Greetings, everybody. Welcome to uh, Friday morning edition of Warren Radio. A lot of things going on in the world. If you haven't checked out our advocacy broadcast on the Wednesdays, do so. We bring you a lot of the things that's uh, going on around the world in regards to Christian persecution, the gospel, miracles, and various other things. Mainly keeping to that theme. We bring you reports. We do have a report from the field in this one <clears throat> from uh, some friends of ours. And uh, so at any rate, there's a lot of stuff going on. And as Christians... And I'm doing this before we get into our Secrets of God and Men Part 2. You see, it's one thing to be in the world as believers. It's another thing to be of it. We are not to be men-pleasers. And of course, the big hot thing now, even in the techie world, Microsoft has gotten in in it. Uh, Google has gotten into it. Everywhere you look, we find Black Lives Matter. We have uh, some of the radicals still, along with Antifa, who could care less about black lives. They just use that opportunity to further their own agenda. Now, the big problem you have here, as Christians... We don't have a problem with race or anything else, or we shouldn't have. And if you look at Scripture and understand it clearly, you know that the gospel goes out to all people, all men, everywhere. I talked a little bit about this last night on the show, and you can listen to that there. I'm not going to go over that. But today... Tell me again how burning down the cities, stealing stuff out of people's stores, and uh, killing cops, killing other people, beating them up, lighting fires. around the city, burning up cop cars, and taking over portions of a city. Tell me again how that makes black lives superior. Of course, they say, well, this brings attention. Well, no, it doesn't. It shows that the problem isn't race at all. The problem is lawlessness on your part. You see, that's the problem, lawlessness. And you may think you've gotten away with killing the cop or beating up the guy in the MAGA hat or beating up an old woman. If the police don't catch you, one day you'll face God. Now see, it isn't all right with the Lord for you to go around punching old women or punching some guy in a MAGA hat just because you don't like Trump. Or beating up white people because you can't stand them. 
or beating up any race because you can't stand them. Stealing is stealing, even in a riot. In the eyes of God, you're a thief. You go around killing cops and you justify it. You're a murderer in God's eyes and you'll be found guilty. Now to Christians. Romans 8.1 There is then now no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus who walk not according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. We're not to be bowing down and kissing anybody's shoe. The first time I seen it was pretty much when it happened because we have a lot of information through our various uh, social feeds. We got a lot of them. And... Uh, of course, right away, there was a lot of, there was pastors, there was, you know, a lot of other people who were talking about that. No, we only bow to Christ. That's true. But the thing of it is, is that now, you know, we've even had our, you know, the House Democrats who took a kneel. And who postulated in a political way before Black Lives Matter. So everything is about Black Lives Matter. And I can assure you, it's not about Black Lives this is about lawlessness. It's about other agendas. The bottom line of it is, is that this is lawlessness. I've written an article this week concerning the mystery of iniquity and the lawlessness. Go over to warn-usa.com and you can read that. Make no mistake. A lot of this is just sheer nonsense, lawlessness. It's what people can get away with. Now, the article you need to look for is Prophesied Lawlessness, Mystery of Iniquity. I also have another one there, America's Last Stand of Crisis Opportunity. Both of these we gave you in the preliminary of this show. But I'm reminding you again. Now, secrets of God and men. There's a lot of secrets in the world. But when we get right down to it, we look to the Lord. One of the real popular, when we talk about Verses concerning secrets in Amos 3, 2 through 7. You only have I known of all the families of the earth, therefore I will punish you for all your iniquities. Now this is God dealing with Israel. And of course by this time, <clears throat> the house of Israel, which was one, you know, you have David who was the warrior king, and had defeated all the enemies of Israel. Then you had his son Solomon, born of a union between David and Bathsheba. And God accepted the fact that David repented and accepted this union. And Solomon eventually was the king that oversaw the construction of the temple. 
And as great as Solomon was, and even today, he is considered one of the wisest and top kings. Yet it was under him that actually because he had a lot of wives, I think it was 300 wives and 700 concubines, and a lot of those come as a result of making treaties with other nations. And so, I mean, that that's a lot of, a lot of concubines and women to be having for anybody. But this was political. This was for treaties and things like that. But his heart changed. And he began doing things and forcing the people. And, you know, forcing is a strong word. But when you get in Israel, and if you follow the kings, if you look through the book of Kings and Chronicles, you will find that if the king was good, the people followed him in that path. If the king was wicked, a lot of them would do what the what the king wanted. He was the one that had the power, so that's what they did. That's why it was one of those things that a king could influence righteousness or unrighteousness. And so when Solomon fell away, God judged the nation of Israel and sent the northern tribes, ten tribes under the banner we call Israel. And there's Judah, which was a southern tribe of Benjamin, Judah, and also the Levites were there, which is not a tribe, but a priestly order. And they would have Jerusalem in the temple and stuff like that. So two two houses. The first one to fall, of course, was the northern tribe, and the second one, of course, was Judah, of which Jeremiah spent uh, all of his ministry warning Judah. So when we get to Amos too, of course, Amos is concerned with this, and he is declaring the fact that of all the families on the earth, of all the people, of course, he chose Abraham, and out of Abraham, of course, came Isaac. He was the promised seed. It wasn't Ishmael as much as the Muslims and those of of uh, of that other son. Ishmael would like you to believe. He was not the son of the promise, but God promised to make Ishmael and Isaac both great nations, but it was through Isaac that the promise, the the seed for the Messiah would come, and the seed uh, and the promise of Israel. And see, verse 2, it says, Can two walk together except they be agreed? Now actually, this is really, really a good verse, because it follows First uh, John, which tells us that if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And see, that that's exactly right. If you're going to agree with God, you have to walk in the manner that he wants. I mean, that is the way it is. And so, it's... A, it's important to know these things. Can two walk together except they be agreed? No. If you walk together with someone you disagree with, pretty soon you're going to get in a fight. He 
He goes on to say, will a lion roar in the forest when he has no uh, prey? Will a young lion cry out of his den if he has taken nothing? Can a bird fall in a snare upon the earth where no gin is or trap is for him? Shall one take up a snare from the earth and have taken nothing at all? All those, of course, is no. He goes on to say, shall a trumpet be blown in the city and the people be not afraid? Shall there be evil in a city and the Lord has not done it? Now you see, he's talking here that when you have a covenant people and you're walking in the Lord, he'll protect you. He'll be with you. But the trumpet, as well as the watchmen on the walls are there, and when they blow the trumpet, when they see something, the people pay attention. That was the idea. Of course, in America today, in the modern world, you can have watchmen and preachers yelling, you know, they can do whatever they want to, but most of the time people will ignore them. And uh, Scripture even says that in the last days there will be mockers, you know. They won't believe that Christ is coming again. But the the point that we're getting to is verse 7, Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants the prophets. And that's true. And God does reveal secrets. Those things which he wants you to know. And he'll reveal it through the prophets. So, it's important to understand that there is a place for secrets to be revealed. And they come through as prophets. And of course, then you've got the fact that you've got a pastor or a preacher. A pastor or a preacher is not a prophet, although today we, we have them. You know, that's what we do. But when we get into the biblical, there were true uh, biblical prophets. There was the priests. And, of of course, within all this, you would have those that would teach. And today, though, of course, we do have the gifts of the Spirit, which has a prophetic ministry to it, prophecy. But when we're talking about Old Testament prophets, they're a different type of anointing altogether. While the prophecy is there in both the gift of prophecy and the prophets, the prophets speak only what the Lord God gives them. And their secrets, and we call this direct revelation. God gives it to his prophets. Now, we have another good little scripture here when we talk about this in Proverbs 3.32 for the foreword. <laughs> you don't even hear that um, particular word anymore. kind of interesting how much everything has changed most of the time when you're dealing with the old English when we, and we look at the forward as someone that is contrary difficult to walk with it agrees with can two walk together except they be agreed 
If God calls you to righteousness and seeking his face as a Christian today, but you're forward, you're opposite of that, you're contrary to that, and you don't believe it, you're not going to be walking with him. It just won't work. Now, you can repent, but there is that little thing there that God is righteous, very big, very important. We live in an era, a time of iniquity and lawlessness. Scripture warns us that because sin and iniquity will abound, the love of many will wax cold. And when you've waxed cold, you're cold. You're, you, your heart isn't there with God. You're contrary. But see, all God requires is for you to repent and be truthful about it. But see, the rest of that verse, the forward, those who are contrary to God, that's an abomination to the Lord. But his secret is with the righteous. Because God gives the righteous, he reveals his secret to them through his prophets. Now today, of course, a lot of secrets have been given to us through the apostles. Because when they came on scene, it was the revelation of the new covenant and the Son of God. And so there's things we know today through the word of God that is a secret, has been a secret, and is revealed. And that's why we must study to show ourselves approved, a workman that needeth not be ashamed. You know, many times we'll see people that want personal prophecy. I detest personal prophecy. Because today people are lazy. Instead of seeking God, fasting and praying on their own, they go find some self-declared prophet somewhere and have them tell him what God is thinking. That's one of the surest way to get in trouble with the Lord. I'll tell you, I've been doing this a lot of years. And Tower and I go way, way back into the mid-70s. And in all my years... To say that I found a true Old Testament prophet would be hard to say. I found one who I thought he declared himself. I've in, I interviewed him. Nevertheless, there were some issues with that. I found a lot of Christians who think that they're prophets and they prophesy all the time. But that's not in the same anointing as the Old Testament prophets. But yet today we can still, we still have secrets. And, you know, the one secret that is revealed is that, you know, everybody knows John 3.16, for God so loved the world. And many people don't go beyond that. They think, well, God loved the world you know, and as long as I believe in him, and most of them, especially in America, just have a head knowledge. Oh yeah, I believe there's a God, so I'm okay. I believe Jesus is who he says he is. That's fine. And away you go. But see, it's not just having a head knowledge. It's believe in, trust in, and rely upon. It goes far deeper than that. 
It's not those that follow Jesus around and said, I believe that you're him. No, you have to continue his word. And if you continued in his word, then the truth would set them free. There is a secret. But the secret equating with righteous is only good if you're righteous, if you're truly there, if you're walking in his light, like John explains in 1 John 1. But see, there's also an opposite. See, there's the counsel of the Lord, and then there's the secrets that God gives out. They're his word that he's given out that has secrets. Then there's the counsel of the wicked. Now, you see, we do have a council of the wicked in, in America. There's a lot of them. We have a lot of people that plot to get their own way. And one of the biggest things we've seen is how they've treated Trump from the beginning and how they conspired to get rid of him. We see how the Democrats have spent most of their time in the House during his entire tenure trying to get rid of him. We can see that just about anything that uh, the Republicans want to pass through usually don't make it unless there's something in for the Democrats. It's, it, that's the way it is in America today. That's politics. But see, whether you believe it or whether you like it or not has nothing to do with it. The psalmist, and this comes out of 64, this is David, he says, hear my voice, O God, my, in my prayer, and preserve my life from, the, from fear of the enemy. From fear of the enemy. If fear overtakes you, you can't have faith. Preserve my life from fear of the enemy. Then he goes on to say, hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity. See, and we've got a lot of those, and that's why when you look at the secret counsel of the wicked, and when you look at this, how do you think that Antifa and Black Lives Matter got together? How do you think that all of a sudden they decided just to go out and start rioting when a cop killed a black guy? But you see, cops have been known to kill white people. Especially when they try to shoot back. Now this particular incident should have never happened, but it did. But all of a sudden we find out an organized rioting has been has begun. They have been planning this, to do this, all along, and they planned to do it before the election in order to affect the election of Trump. To make everything, especially in the big cities, so hard for people to vote, they're not going to want to vote. And they'll take the election. That's not new. That's old, is the... Oldest society. 
So at any rate, secret council, yeah. They had organized for bricks to be there. They had organized for everybody to be in every city ahead of time. And look at this Chaz in Seattle where the liberal mayor won't do anything. He was handing out very dangerous weapons to anybody that he could find. See, this is an insurrection. These are workers of iniquity. And see, while America may look at it and they will accept your demands, while we've even had white people bow down to blacks and you know on the streets, we've we've all seen the videos and one they were kissing the foot of them. This is nonsense. These thugs got some weak-minded white young people and even older people. You don't need to be possessed of pleasing men. You need to be possessed of pleasing God. Do you think he appreciates it when you bow down and kiss the feet of people who've been out there tearing down cities, causing riots and burning things down, who consent to the murder of police, and you're kissing his foot? Give me a break. How wicked is that? Who's more wicked, the one that has done those deeds or the one who has kissed his foot agreeing with him? See, this is iniquity, this is lawlessness, and there is a secret counsel of the wicked, whether you like it or not. David knew it. He knew it because he knew who God was. He knew the difference. You got a right hand, you got a left hand. You got a right foot and a left foot. Dear God in heaven, don't you know which is which? Unfortunately, you don't know what is right and what is wrong. In this society today, we call wickedness. Righteous. And righteousness, wickedness. We'll go out and save the whales, but we don't give a hang about killing a baby in the ninth month of pregnancy. We have blood on our hands and we don't care. We have people that light fires, burn down the inner cities, kill cops or kill other people, beat them up, beat anybody that they don't like, even a preacher. And we call that good. And so we have our political officials who postulate before them and bow down down like a bunch of weak-minded morons. When iniquity ends ends up getting into a government and into a people, that people are weak. Let me tell you, one of the strongest warriors on the face of this earth was David. The warrior king. Now there's been other warrior kings since then. But he spoke of the wicked. He said who wet their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows. Even bitter words 
that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. Suddenly they do shut it, uh, shoot at him and fear not. They encourage themselves in an evil manner. They commune in laying snares privily and say, Who shall see them? They search out iniquities. They accomplish a diligent search. Both the inward thought of every one of them and the heart is deep. Now that describes exactly what's been going on with Antifa and with Black Lives Matter. And with many of the political uh, people in this country. And it's been going on for a long time. Obama was in the midst of it. We've seen others as well. It's time for you to understand the difference between iniquity and righteousness. And even in your churches. Where have the churches been in all this? Really, truly. Where have they been? Have you seen scads of preachers standing up, breaking down the airwaves of, of MSNBC, NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN? No, you haven't. Have they been out on the streets? Yeah, a few. But for the most part, most Americans are shut up in their homes, ignoring this. Now, the, you know, they had covid so they, like obedient little servants, put on their little masks, stayed in their homes, and when they went out, they put on the masks. So we're doing the right thing. Well, they said that the masks, there's no way they stopped COVID anyway. And thank God COVID wasn't as bad as it was supposed to be. But the first time in the history, we closed everything down. we got people that have lost their businesses that will never get them back. <clears throat> the fires that all these knuckleheads uh, uh, started in Minneapolis and New York and many other places like Seattle. There's a lot of black businesses that won't recover because they destroyed them. They looted them. You stand before God, buddy or madam. You're going to pay... You need to repent today, repent of what you did, and not do it anymore. So while we talk about the secrets of God and man, you could look in America today and wonder, I wonder where we're at today. I can tell you where you're at. You're screwed. Because of what you've done. Because of who you believe in and who you serve. It's about time, including for the churches and the pastors, to stand up and repent and get before God. And also call this nation to repent. Call Black Lives Matter to repent. Call Antifa to repent. Call the Democrats to repent. Truly repent. Call the Republicans to repent. Truly repent. Call everybody to repent. If you want to survive and as a nation, a house divided against itself isn't going to stand. And that's exactly what your enemies know. This is typical, traditional Marxist insurrectionist policies. That's what this is that's in America. This is Marxist. And anybody, if we had been shown all of our children who in who is in the schools for generations what Marxist really is we wouldn't be such fools today to embrace it
most people, when they think about the secret council of the wicked, all, I mean, the secret council, or, or secrets, that's what I want to say. They think of just the secrets of God. They think of how God gives you things that nobody else knows. Well, see, if God gave you too many things, your pride would get in there and you would have sin. God knows your makeup and knows what humans can stand. He knows how far that they can go before they'll fall off the deep end. Oh, look at me. God gave me another secret. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I've watched the television. Well, you know, God told me that if you'll send in $500 right now, you'll be totally debt-free. That's a lie out of the pit of hell. And the one that said that was one of the top evangelists at the time. And I'm not going to tell you who it was. And he's not the only one. There was a lot of them. But see, today, if you're standing as a Christian... Make sure there are those around. If they catch eye of you, oh, they'll want to take a pot shot. See, there's a lot of plotting in secret, especially in social media, especially in our technology that we have and our online. There's a lot of people that do that. Now, I've been around this old technology for a long, long time before it ever got developed. I was online before online was even cool or even people thought about it. There was very few of us. And I can tell you, the wicked can have a heyday out there because now they've got everybody in the world addicted to it. They've got everybody having their own phone now. And every one of them is connected somehow to the Internet. We have almost every business on earth connected to the Internet. Everything is connecting up to the one digital currency. You know, we used to say all the time that there's a one world government. There's going to be a course we all knew Many called him then the Antichrist. There would be the mark of the beast and he would control what everybody buy and, uh, would buy and sell. Back then we used to think it was currency, you know, dollar bills or something, that everybody would use the same currency. No, that's not it at all. The simple fact of it is we've already got everything the beast needs in order to implicate the mark, put the mark down. They could start tomorrow, they could start this afternoon, they could start in five minutes, and they could shut this system down to where you wouldn't have nothing. Zilch. They know what you do, they know what you eat, they know what you buy, they know where you live, they know where your jobs are. Because you love being online. And that's why recently, in the last several years, there's been a lot of techies who realize that. And there's still a lot of them that believe, like I believe, that, that the Internet should have been free speech. It should have been unregulated and people should have left it alone. But the government got in and many others. And there's reasons they got in, because there was wicked people in there too. 
But you see, there's a lot of this stuff that when we're in it, see, it doesn't take a secret of God to understand today where we're at. God's given us his word. Well, I'm waiting for the voice of the Lord to tell me to go. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll go get a bucket of water and pour it over your head. Then when I'm done, I'll get the Bible out. After you dry off, you can read it. He says, go in there. He tells you to do a lot of things. You don't need the revelation from God. You need the word of God and you need to follow it. You need to pray while you're reading and you need to meditate on it and think on it. You need to be repentant and getting close to God. You live in a lawless society that thinks it's okay to kill cops. They think it's okay for their cause to burn down cities. And who do they have helping them? Antifa and Black Lives both have a lot of stupid young white people and others, every race. But you see, in the kingdom of God, and if you go on one of our social sites, you'll find it that I put out today. It's an amazing thing when we talk about the fact <laughs> get in Revelation 5 and read that and there's one little verse in there and they sung a new song saying thou art worthy to take the book to open the seals thereof for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred, tongue, people, and nation. Now see, that's what it is. Every people, every nation, every kindred, every tongue, everything and everyone God created who repents are going to be his children. And in heaven, you're not going to have a black section, a white section, a brown section, a yellow section, a female section, a male section. You're going to have the redeemed. You're going to be children of the living God. And those people who think that they can go through like Attila the Hun did and burn and rape and pillage at their will trying to get the will done. Now you see, I'm sure Attila the Hun or even Napoleon were nice people. After all, they conquered a lot of people. Oh, they were just misunderstood, were they not? They were just trying to get you to understand their point of view. That's like Black Lives Matter and even Antifa. They want you to know their point of view. So when you have some poor guy in a MAGA hat, uh, Antifa will go over and beat the living hell out of him. Black Lives Matter, like the in, in Chaz, there was a video that the leader over there, and he openly admitted to this, he actually produced a film where a, uh, where a gang of black guys raped a, a young white girl. Now see, this is the kind of people you're dealing with, and we have uh, politicians like the mayor in Seattle that don't see nothing wrong. She called them patriots. Well, I don't know what planet she lives on, but I know the patriots, and most of them 
Yeah, there were slaves at the time, but as I said last night, one of the first slave owners was a black guy who had even white slaves. There just wasn't black slaves. And long before there were black slaves in America, there were slaves of all colors in Rome. But see, the thing of it is, is why do you apologize for something you don't even agree with? I would have never agreed to slavery. That's not even who I am. I don't think it in terms of all the different colors or races. Now for this show, when I tell you the difference between the ones who are there, I'll say white boys, white kids, because that's what they call them. But technically, if you listen to me at all, you know very well that I tell you we're not white. The page that I, that I have before me is white. But I'm more brown, almost the color of my desk. Flesh-colored. That's ridiculous. We have all these pseudo-things. I've been called cracker and every other thing. See, this, this is the world. We're, we are in the world, but we're not of the world, folks. There is a secret thing. Psalm 44, 20 through 22. This is a good question. If we have forgotten the name of our God or stretched out our hands to a strange God, have you? There is a strange God out there in America. There's a lot of them. Shall not God search this out, for he knoweth the secrets of the heart? Yea, for thy sake are we killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Now this is exactly what is repeated in the New Testament. Have we become a little lukewarm? In America we have. We've had riches and power and everything else. But trying to convince people that you're a nice guy or nice people and you should really do what we tell you when you're burning down the cities and doing what you're doing, that's not going to work. Attila the Hun or any number of other conquerors. They go through and they conquer and kill and murder. Raping is part of it. The Crusades was the same way. And that's how Muhammad started his religion anyway. That's what they did when ISIS went through the Middle East. They destroyed churches, they raped women, they stole stuff. When they get before God, they're expecting a reward, but what they're going to find out is something entirely different. You're not getting to God by killing, raping, and pillaging, and you're certainly not going to get justice by killing, raping, and pillaging. Ignorance is ruling our society. Sin is ruling the hearts. And blindness has covered the eyes of America. Many of them. Politicians, professionals, from the internet to D.C. to L.A. 
all around the world. It's the same. We see troubles around the world. We report on the persecution of Christians continually. 99% of the time it's radical Muslims killing Christians. Then there's the percentage of Hindu radicals that are killing Christians, beating them up, causing them trouble. And then, of course, there's China who, well, you know what China does to the Christians. North Korea has had an ongoing hatred. Sin is in the hearts of men and in the leaders and the political establishment. And our message must go out to all the people. And when I'm talking about the persecuted peoples, I mention them by country. I've been calling America to repent for over two decades in this end-time ministry particularly. But even before this, Tower and I were warning people of things to come. We knew what was coming. I've known it all along. It was given to me to know. But the thing of it is, folks, you need to be found in Christ. You need to get into the Word of God. You need to be praying, and also praying effectively, defensively, offensively. You need to be binding. You need to understand these things, these concepts. You need to be praying for your kids. You need to understand these things. So you can get that protection around them. But the marching order for the days we live in, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. So we had covered that in uh, Psalm forty-four twenty-one. Shall not God search this out? For he knows the secrets of the heart. That word secret. It's that thing which is hid. It comes from a primitive root meaning to veil from sight, to hide from sight, to conceal, to lay something over so you can't see it. And I can tell you what keeps men from knowing the secrets of God, and that's sin. That is the veil that's covering death, is covering the curse, is covering the earth. We covered that in Isaiah 24 not too long ago. And the only cure for that is Yahshua, Jesus Christ our Lord. He removes the veil. He opens the eyes. He cleanses the hearts and soul. And he enables you to walk in a guilt-free, empowered life. He has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. We've been born again by the Spirit of the living God. We are not of this society. We live in this society. And we're not going to bow the knee 
to anyone except Christ. We're not going to kiss anybody's foot. Now they can take you down and force you. Beat you up to the point that make you do it. But they can't make your heart do it. See, that's the thing. We overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, and we love our lives not unto the death. Revelation 12.11 Understand this is a battle, and in America people are lying to you, including your political people. And even in the churches, they've been known to lie too. I know of a number of churches just like that. And over the years, I've come across a number of preachers that did that. They'll have to deal with the Lord God Almighty on that behalf. We're living in perilous times, but God is more than able to redeem you, to keep you, to watch over you and your family. You need to plant your flag in the Lord's house. And that flag, as the scripture says, is banner over us is love. But Christ is in us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. We are the temple of God. We are the house of God. We are the ecclesia. And when two or more of us two or three of us gather together we can have church Christ is in the middle of us we happen to be in the building that building they call a church but the church has no power the building has no power it's the people Christ in us that is the power to live above all the things in this world Christ in us the hope of glory the temple of God is within you And yes, churches can be a good place. The building can be a good place of fellowship and understanding. But understand, just because that's a building and it has a fancy name and it's rich doesn't mean God accepts the stuff coming out of the Bema seat. If you're not fasting and praying to make sure you get the right man as pastor and I know there's women pastors but you need to be fasting and praying you need guidance a church is not a business that is the church of the living God it's not a business it's an organism it's alive it's in Christ It's nice to have a church to meet in, but there's a lot around the world that don't have churches. Many of them don't even have a home. And if they did have a home, they were run out of it. And if they did have a church, it was burned down. That's the real world of Christianity today. Not the one you live in in America or in Europe. So stop allowing these people to make you feel guilty for being white or whatever color you are 
And there's a lot of black people that are called out for even supporting Trump. This is nonsense. Remember, you live in America. This is not a concentration camp. Although I know of a good Indian brother who called it a concentration camp. And I know exactly where they were protesting when they got in trouble because I knew the place. He's long gone now. But he gave a lot of warnings. You see, the Indians were given reservations. And he wanted equal rights. And when they stood up for it in South Dakota, they got in trouble. He said, all we wanted was freedom. True freedom. And then I found out that if you don't agree with the government, they either kill you or put you in prison forever. <laughs> and he says, you know what? The whites are finding out that all of America is the reservation. And I can tell you who the innkeepers are, and I can tell you who the people who have the keys to keep us and everyone in here doing what they want. The bottom line of it is, no matter what they do, we're free in Christ. Go with God. Believe Him. Father, thank You for this word. Bless those who hear this whenever they do. Be with them. Watch over them and keep them. Understand, my friends, this is a tough time to live in. Scripture tells us that. But no matter how dark, dank, troubled, and horrific it is, God is able to save to the uttermost. He knows those that are His and is able to deliver them. Have faith, believe in him, walk in his ways, and don't allow any man or any woman or any political system to steal your crown God has given you in Christ. And in Revelation it's clear, don't let any man steal thy crown. God sees you with the crown already and in glory. He wants you there. So you purpose to be there. This is the Watchman of Her Tower. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.